0: internet and the aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which are call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r mixed in for episode 36 we're going to be getting into pooh shiesty cardi b mass effect legendary edition and little uzi vert but before, but before that make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I got through the intro, we're going to switch it up a little bit and get into the quote of the pod. Okay, getting into the quote of the pod, we're going to be talking about something that's not very... uh, mainstream to say the least but it's something that's been on most people's radar that pays attention to rap and what I'm talking about is Pooh Shiesty released a quote unquote debut mixtape called Shiesty Season and I love when they say mixtape even though it's on all DSPs for like monetary gain but anyways (laughs) getting to actually this his uh, album that he put out that he called a mixtape uh for Pooh Shiesty, he's a Memphis rapper for pe- people who don't know. He raps very, you, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's the most unique, but he raps in a way that is very um, obvious that it's him. Like some rappers like Kodak Black that slur when they rap, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's Kodak Black. And for Pooh Shiesty, it's kind of the same. Whenever he raps, you can kind of tell that it's him rapping and not... Him just trying to copy somebody else, which is is pretty commendable. But at the same time, he's one of those type of rappers that only really stick heavily on the three subjects that rappers tend to rap about, which is like money, drugs and women. So. But he does have some standouts on this album, which we're going to get into. I actually found clean versions of this uh, of, of some of the tracks that I was wanting to play. I have some snippets for the, from this album. So I thought this album was pretty solid. But before we get into that, I'm going to talk about the standouts. Uh, Back in Blood, I thought was a great single. I don't know if he has an a or if he does all the pickings himself. But whoever picked the track for who sheisty to to put out before this whole album release definitely knew what they was doing as back in blood is not considered uh, a radio hit because having little dirk on something like only drake can do what he does so having little dirk on something doesn't mean that it's going to be a radio hit even with little dirk's recent success and his uh it seems like he he's harder harder than he's ever been as far as like mainstream wise but even with that having Lil Durk on your single single doesn't necessarily get you a a top 100 spot on Billboard like just automatically and that's what he did as Back in Blood was uh Back in Blood was a legit crossover hit sitting at number 40 on Hot 100 now it may have dropped but as when it first came out it was sitting at on the top 100, which is something that Pushisi's camp I don't think is used to because, well, not a thing. I don't, I know they're not used to because I've seen, um, I, I pay pretty close attention to the billboards and he's not on there at all. So <laughs> that's a big win for him. And for that single to actually hit whoever his A&R is or if he picks the singles himself, they did a great job. So, like I was saying at the beginning of this, they're calling this his first mixtape, but I don't think this is his first mixtape at all. I've already, I went on so many tangents about rappers and how they always say that this is the first debut album. Okay, this is their first studio album. Okay, this is the first album that they're only putting on Spotify. Like, they put so many, like, so many boundaries of what a uh, debut album actually is that at some point you just gotta call out these rappers and just say that they're just putting out projects at this point and just saying the whatever like the one that took me for the biggest loop is when drake said that more life was a playlist he he literally said that that was a collection of songs and more of a soundtrack than the album i was like okay these these rappers are getting out of hand but anyways so with Pooh shysty his first debut album Well, i don't even think he called it that he called it a mixtape he had guest appearances like 21 Savage, Lil Durk, and a lot of other rappers that I have no idea, no, no idea who they are. But not any like disrespect to them, even though they probably would take disrespect with me saying that. But at the same time, I actually don't know who they are. So I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Like sometimes it's just like, I know who 21 Savage is. I know who Lil Durk is. Of course, I know who Gucci Mane is. I think I missed him on a. But as far as these other ones, like... Like, Fugano on Take a Life? Like, I don't even know how to pronounce the name. So anyways, this album came out. The track list was pretty extensive. uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I first looked at it, I was like, I'm not trying to listen to all these tracks from a new artist that I've never even heard a song from. So I listened to the single first, and I really liked the single. Then I listened to the intro. The intro was pretty solid. I listened to Guard Up. And that's what really got me into the album. A track by himself that really grabbed my attention and like made me enjoy listening to um, the project. Like, instead of feeling like I had to just to talk about it. like that, I really enjoyed this album uh, or mixtape. I don't know, whatever he's calling this. And I don't think that this is something that I would play on repeat but this is something that if somebody else was playing it I wouldn't be like oh what is this like I really enjoyed this album and I think it was solid if I had to give it a rate actually I'm not going to give it a rating we're going to go through my snippets first because I feel like giving it a rating at this point would be a little too soon so let's talk about the snippets well we gotta get into the album to talk about the snippets so first we had Shisee Season Intro. Which that was pretty solid I like the way he came on the album and just started it Uh, And then we had the single Back in Blood which y'all Already know how I feel about that track And I actually have a snippet for that So I'm going to play that right now so y'all can hear This is I think I'm going to play Lil Durk's verse Yeah I'm going to play Lil Durk's verse so this is Back in Blood Which was the single before the Actual album came out And Featuring Lil Durk we can hear that right
1: now. yeah, you know who took it from you, come get it back in blood. Brr, Brr, Come get it back in blood. We ain't mad, scope, no dodge. no who it was. It's Just like the Ada I'm back, get it in blood. Yeah, you know who took that from you, come get it back in blood. Kill your man, you keep on talking, better. Get that in blood. Give my shorty name a dub, then they gon' walk inside the club. Hit his little with that switch. I bet yeah. that switch switch up his nerve. Inside my city, look bro, put them in the mud. You can't come back to your hood, huh? No. He was dissing on my cousin, now his in that wood, huh? Book is, I wish he would come V-Roy pop up out that car with that new Glock, I wish he would get out, get out, get out, run His plan, I'm really icy really Pooh shiisty, that's my dog But Poo, you know I'm really shiny. You told all them OT that you really sly Tell the truth about your game, they really die Get it. I got my own I don't need security in the club. All they wolfing on the net. I thought you was a thug. So as you heard,
0: uh Lil Durk definitely came on and gave it his best effort. As um he's really been on a roll, as I kind of talked about at the beginning of the segment. He was one of those that his career you didn't know where it was going because it was like it wasn't at a standstill, but it's, at the same time it wasn't rising or declining. And I think that Drake feature helped out a lot. And I think Little Dirk is trying to do the most with that by staying relevant. So he's putting out deluxes. He's hopping on like hot artists uh, or up and coming artists albums. Even when, I mean, he also had Twenty One Savage and Gucci Mane. But still, that's still like a I'm gonna help this artist out type of move. So Little Dirk is doing all the right moves and and trying to capitalize off of having a, a track with Drake. So. But as far as Pooh Shiesty, I think the track was pretty solid. Um, whoever picked it out definitely needs a raise as I really couldn't get into the last second half of this album. But we're going to get into that after I talk after I big up these other tracks. So and then we got straight in, after Back in Blood, which was track number two. We got straight into Guard Up, which was track number three. And Guard Up was something that not um, it didn't take me by surprise, but it was just like, OK, OK who shiesty has that certain type of ear for beats that makes you want to keep listening like some artists like lil dirk okay like lil dirk is i think i talked about on his last album album if you looked it up if you just type in like lil Durk, mass effect it should pop up but just talking about his album it's just like his beat selection is now like terrible but it's just it's not good, to say the least. Like, it's, it's not good at all. And Pooh I feel like, once again, I don't know if he has our and I don't know if he picks it himself. But the beats on this album was pretty solid and, and made me keep pressing replay as it kept me engaged and didn't feel like it was more of a task to listen to his album. It was more enjoyable. So, yeah, here is uh, Guard Up. I actually, this is the second out of the three snippets that i'm gonna play for this album um i think i'm just gonna play the chorus so it's not gonna be like a verse or anything but this is the catchy part that that caught me and, and especially the beat like I, the beats nothing too crazy but it's just like nice to listen to on on repeat like it's something that if somebody else played i wouldn't get mad that they're playing it. so this is garda by pooh um i'm gonna play that right
1: now I just crossed another, yeah, over, tell them, God up. Double tap the button up on the key, the car's gon' start up. I lost the members there the early age, it let me, start up. Chopper gang the bandits, sticks and drums, when we march up. I just crossed another, yeah, over, tell them, God up. Double tap the button up on the key, the car's gon' start up. I lost the members there the early age, it let me, start up. Chopper gang the bandits, sticks and drums, when we march up. We with it today.
0: So, yeah, I just wanted to play the chorus for that track, and that's basically the part that hooked me the most. I mean, for artists like Pooh Shiesty, I don't give too much of a um, leeway to. Like, if, if certain songs sound the same, then I'll just turn it off. So, for a Guard Up to sound like it the way it did and actually catch my attention. It made me notice the beat more and I'm I'm not sure who produced the beat or whatever. But I did see he had a Take Keith uh, track, which is, is huge. It, getting a track with Tay Keith is not easy to do. Like there's a reason why only, you only hear Tay Keith and you know you know what the rest is. And but uh <laughs> there's a reason you only hear those with the high profile artists. It's because Tay Keith doesn't just lend his his beats out to anybody, so yeah. Pooh definitely knew what he was doing with his album and guard up was one of my favorites, which is why I played it for one of my snippets. And let's get into the rest of the um track list. So what's I looking at? Oh, yeah, okay. I was looking, I was looking at the tracklist I don't know why I forgot it. So I was So uh track number four. This is when it gets to the part where I thought it was just solid, nothing special. Track number four, Ugly, with featuring Gucci Mane. I thought it was okay. Track number five, Neighbors, featuring Big 30. I thought that was okay. Track number six, 50 Shots. I didn't think it was anything special. Definitely wasn't the 100 Shots that Young Dolph made. Track number seven, No Chorus. The funny thing about that track is my favorite part of it was the chorus. <laughs> like, track number seven, is like, I, I like that one out of the after like guard up that would probably be the one that caught my attention again was no chorus but the the fact that it had a chorus and that was my favorite part i thought was pretty interesting and then we get into track number 8 box of churches featuring the one the only 21 savage so i'm a pretty big 21 savage fan not the biggest because i talked about his last album and people thought i just trashed it which i just gave my opinion on how like i feel like his beat selection like people I think artists underestimate the the ability to pick a great beat. Like, if you pick a beat that really fits your persona, it makes rapping so much easier. I don't think artists understand that picking beats makes it easier for them to rap. Like, I remember a quote that Lil Wayne said when he was just like, just come in the, clip, just come in the studio with clips, ammo, talking about, like, already re, uh, pre-rehearsed bars that you're just going to rap over, like, which uh, like whatever type of beat but in my opinion like a beat helps you write even like okay so Lil Wayne doesn't write so he wouldn't be the best person to take advice from if you write so as far as people who write the lyrics picking a beat that really fits your um or just picking a beat that moves you makes it easier to to write a 16 and picking a beat just because it's a big name on it like and, and that's kind of what I was thinking about with the Twenty One Metro Boom and like track, like even with Morgan Freeman all over, it just sounded so radio, like just begging for radio play, and it was just like I don't know. But anyways, this is not Twenty One Savage review. This is just talking, giving a little tidbits on that uh, review I gave. If you look up, like I forget, I didn't even forget what the album was called. Like I haven't even went back to it. I think it was Savage Mode Two or something like that. So if you look at like Savage Mode 2 and Mass Effect, it should pop up. But as far as this snippet for Pooh Shiesty, Box of Churches, I'm going to play 21 Savage verse because I thought he had a great verse on here. Because like I was saying, the beat is great. So I feel like he matched that energy and delivered a great 16. So here we go right here. It's um, Box of Churches, Pooh Shiesty featuring 21 Savage.
1: I miss mean, Master designer with the J. Still post on the blog, eat a boss, church before a steak. The mirror is in the Burberry, trench coat is thin to hide the drake. Back though gang on King Snake, still quick to back your after cake. In the deal, got a stick in the briefcase. Straight up, straight up. Brr. Brought me a rap, set a chain on eBay. 21, 21. I don't want to rap about nothing but gunplay. Straight up, straight up. Catch him at a light, we gonna leave him on the one way. 21, one. Bit 4-well on the real bed, real bed, Dealing with the law, he
0: a real pig. I done f around, had a rub in my pocket, said I wouldn't hit Rob, but I still did. Uh, Glenwood Road
1: where they killed 21. Walking down with a kill test 21. Ain't trust me with it. Scrap, so he took the clip out, here, will rip. Oh, God. I'm from the six where they shysty 21. Leave your man brain on your right knee. Credo. All
0: these odds got whacked, I know they praying that the folks indict me 21. I'm a player, can't wipe me. Never, never been a f. Not even slightly. When I'm on a roll, got a model who Skype me. If I get f up, Shotty going right write me 21. Bruh, hey, hey, who wants smoke? Tell- to remember back in
1: I my my round applause
0: a couple months i made It's your boy Dreams from the notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card and after each purchase Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then it will take that change no matter how small the amount and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. As you heard, 21 Savage definitely came on, delivered a great verse and got in and got out like most of the high profile rappers do, you know, they give a verse for a, a, a very uh very big fee <laughs> and then they get off the track. So um 21 Savage definitely did well delivering his verse while he was on the track. Scheisty, I mean, what too much can you say about 21 Savage? Like, an artist like him would probably be like grateful that he even did the track, you know what I mean? So, um, getting into the rest of the album, let me see the rest of the album, but getting into after that, uh, it, it's kind of when I got to this. Was the part of the album that I just started like skipping some most of the songs, especially the one with Fugano, with the, the one the artist I can't even. Uh, pronounce his name so I did like the Take Keith track and I kind of skipped to that because it was like it was Take Keith I mean I haven't heard one bad Take Keith beat ever like if you could point out a a bad Take Keith beat like that would just be that would just be amazing but (laughs) yeah Take Keith is one of those that just is is one of the best producers in the game Um, kind of got outshined by Metro because Metro has more uh, mainstream attention and and radio push but as far as Take Keith the way he's been moving right now he's gonna start to finally eclipse that shadow that Metro always puts over him when he does this stuff with other artists so because like even with Metro at some point you just gotta recognize that Tate Keith is just a better producer but I don't know that may be a hot take but anyways that's my whole uh, wrap up of the Pooh Shiesty album mixtape collection of songs Whatever he wants to call it. (laughs) Every artist loves to give a different name to it. Like I talked about. So yeah. uh, Let me know in the comment section. Not in the comment section. Why am I talking like it's YouTube? So this is a podcast format. So (laughs) click my uh, link tree in my bio. To access uh, and message me on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Pooh Shiesty album? And do you think that Pooh Shiesty. Should keep doing features for his albums going forward with lesser known artists or should he just only do it with artists that are more established like 21 Meek Mill and Lil Dirk. So yeah. now we're going to switch it up and get into music. Okay. Getting into music, we're going to talk about an artist that definitely de- needs no introduction. Most people already know who this person is, and this person just dropped a new single that went crazy, even after dropping another single called WAP with Megan Thee Stallion that went even crazier. So 2021, Cardi B started, started it off with a bang with a new single called UP, um, and and it actually came with a, a music video that definitely um enhanced the quality of the song <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how, like, how do you even talk about that while I even like talking about what was going on in the video so basically cardi's doing her thing you know dancing with her other friends you know and stuff like that but for the most part uh cardi definitely knows what what's what works for her audience and delivers that every time. So with the track up getting into the music portion of it, (laughs) it's it's one of those type of tracks that's very radio friendly. It literally has a pre-bridge to the bridge to the chorus, which I don't know. Okay. I mean I don't know that's kind of nerd music talk. Basically know she knew that this track was gonna be a hit and put a little pre-chorus before the uh the chorus even hit so usually that's a big sign to where where our artist knows that their track is gonna take off they like want to get some more like this track is so hard I know it's gonna I know it's gonna go off like wherever it plays so I'm gonna put some more bars in there talking my stuff or just bigging me up so for Cardi B, I mean, for her coming out talking about how the rollout was kind of botched and somebody dropped the ball, I don't know why she expressed like those type of frustrations, uh, frustration because you know Cardi's real. I'm not gonna say sensitive because we, you don't, we don't actually know her. But as far as what she portrays on social media, she's very sensitive to her fans and whatever they're saying to her. Like her fans literally bully her sometimes, so it's like. Her dealing with them is very interesting to see because, you know, what they're going to say with women, they're going to be like, oh, she's just emotional. And it's it's just sometimes artists just, are just they just don't like the mass amount of people that literally say negative things about them. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just think about in your daily life. If one person says one negative thing about you and you think about the whole day, like and it's just some random person. And they have millions of people on the internet telling them like different negative things about. So it's just like things like that with Cardi. Like a bunch of male artists go through that too. So yeah, with um, the rollout, she said it was botched by somebody. I don't know. She didn't really give us uh, specifics on who botched it. I mean, that would be kind of weird to to single single somebody out who's on your rollout team and just tell them like you did a bad job. But the way she she, she, um, talked about it, she was pretty upset. And another thing that she was probably upset about was the fact that she was accused of plagiarism by some other New Jersey rapper, uh, Mir Fontaine and Mir Pesos. I don't know if that's a Mexican rapper or I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I actually don't know what that name is. But the duo, not even like a singular rapper, the duo claimed that she stole the hook from August. she, she, They claim, <laughs> they claim that she stole their hook, August twenty twenty, from their song Stuck, to use her song, up. You can't make this type of thing. Like you can't make this type of stuff up. Like I know with the gaming industry, there's a whole big deal about somebody um, uh, copywriting a mechanic, a gaming mechanic that they finally um, well not finally created, but basically they're copywriting some gaming mechanic and that's just like the gaming industry has no idea what the musicians and the artists go through on a daily basis with trying to sample and just trying different things and being accused of copyright and plagiarism like no thought is original like we're all influenced by literally everything and something comes from some type of inspiration but people always want to copyright uh, inspiration they have because they think it's the first time they it's if it's ever existed in the world, like just think about how like narcissistic that is. Like, that's just that's just insane. So, for Cardi to be accused of plagiarism again for her music, it, it's just something that is just really just I feel like they're just doing it for clout. Like, there's, there's no reason to even call out a record like Cardi's up, like to call out the record up. It doesn't help the artist calling her out Because at the end of the day Whatever news cycle you're going to get Is just going to be talking about how you accuse Cardi B of plagiarism And Cardi B is going to be the main headline So for you just to chase clout Just to Just to Basically Falsely accuse her of plagiarism It's just not the way to go Like For artists that are up and coming So never think about like clout On trying to get clout from a. Bigger artist if it's based on lies because it will never work out in the end so basically now that my little uh tangent's over we're gonna get it we're going <laughs> i don't even know did that make was that like a whole i don't even i just made up a whole different like anyways getting into the snippet of cardi b's up we're gonna talk about how actually i'm not even gonna play the music video so we're gonna play the actual track Cause I mean this podcast format y'all, y'all can't see the video But y'all probably could um, Y'all probably could imagine <laughs> So getting into the actual like music We're gonna get into the track Up right about Now So here's a snippet from Cardi B's new single Up
2: with me now when I can see why Dirty, Dirty, thusty, thusty. girl you got pizza. I say they want till I bring it to they Please t-
0: <laughs> so yeah the whole entire time i was listening to that track which is fire by the way i really like this track i feel like it's a catchy beat i feel like cardi came on and definitely uh talked her stuff in pg way i can put it so she definitely came on the track talking like bigging her bigging her up and, and definitely how she goes about things i'm just wondering like the way that LeBron just carries everybody that he like, he just carries everybody to the championship. That's just very like, like isn't that crazy? Like he literally brings like people off the street to play with him and takes them to the championship. Anyway, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'm sorry for that tangent. I, I mean, I, I'm watching the game right now, but at the same time, like that was probably out of nowhere from people who clicked on this for Cardi B news. So. Anyways, that's what I felt. <laughs> so that's how I felt about the Cardi B single "Up." I think it was a fire track. Um, everybody else is, is I think, is, is getting positive reception, which is which I'm glad because you know, for Cardi B, I don't really think she gets. Um, I'm not gonna say she gets enough of her flowers, but I really feel like she's the female. If if Nicki Minaj is like the Kendrick version of of, if she's like if she's like the female version of Kendrick, Cardi B. I think in the long term will become the female version of Drake. And that's my hot take on it. So think of that what you will. Um, I think Cardi B's here to stay. And I think the way that she raps is very um, relatable. Because for women. I mean obviously not all women act like Cardi B. Obviously. <laughs> but um, for her to have the impact that she does. And for people not to call her out on some of the things that she used to do in her past kind of shows that when a person has flaws, it can be overlooked if you can kind of tell the hardest in the right place or in a good place. You know, have a good like some people aren't the smartest, but if you can tell that they're coming from a great place, then at the same time, it, it will help you out in the long run because it's just like, well, she may not be as. Yeah, let me... Okay, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. All I'm going to say is people have their own unique uh, characteristics. And for Cardi B, she may not be the smartest. But at least we know that she's always speaking her truth. Yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Uh, Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Cardi B new single, Up? And do you think that Cardi needs... Wait, no. Do you think that Cardi is the female version of Drake? Yeah, let me know what y'all think of that, because I always feel, y'all feedback is always pretty funny. Y'all always hit me with the random, like the most random out left field, even more left field than what, I just through LeBron and a Cardi B segment type of uh, answers. So yeah, y'all let me know. But anyways, we're going to switch it up and get into gaming. Okay. Getting into gaming, of course we're going to talk about the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I don't even have any intro for it. I mean, you know the name of this pod. You know the name that, well, you know how it was inspired. I'm, I, so, obviously, any type of Mass Effect news that comes across my radar is going to be reported on. Like, it's just, it's literally, and you know how they, in sports, to be like, that's the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule for this uh, podcast. Like, I have to talk about Mass Effect in every cha- every chance I get. Like, literally. So yeah, um, we're going to talk about how the legendary the Legendary Edition, the long-awaited remaster for the space uh, video game trilogy Mass Effect, it has been rumored for years. BioWare officially uh, confirmed its existence november 7th which they call in seven day which is pretty clever Bioware is saying that this is more of a, a touch-up than a, a remake it's like more of a they fix some of the, the light the lights and how it, it basically basically the mass effect trilogy is being improved but not to the point where they can call it a remake If you look at Final Fantasy 7 and the before and afters of the original and the remake, you will see that a remaster and a remake is very different. But BioWare that's no different as they just went back and I think for me Mass Effect 2 and 3 didn't look didn't age bad, but Mass Effect 1 aged I wouldn't say horrible but it wasn't as pretty as mass effect 2 and 3's age like it didn't age like wine it age like milk <laughs> so for them to touch up mass effect 1 i think that's where the biggest enhancements and gameplay changes will have to happen and also uh expanded customization options because some of the ways you customize in that game which is very primitive i literally played that game i've never played a game like that twice and when I say twice, i played a Spider-Man game twice, but I've never played an RPG game twice because that takes up too too much of my time. And nowadays time is of like time is, is going by like the wind. <laughs> it's going by super fast. So I feel like Mass Effect 1 is gonna have the most enhancements out of the, the second and third. And which I'm not too disappointed by because like I on one hand people was asking for Mass Effect to have a remaster edition but I don't think people really wanted uh... I think people really wanted a remake it's tough to say that but I think people really wanted a PS5 next gen remake of the Bioware trilogy I don't think they just wanted them to come out and say okay I want the I want the whole trilogy just touched up, and the lighting to be fixed in certain areas, and the customization to be optimized and, and for modern times. I feel like people really wanted a PS5 remake and like graphics that, you, if you look at the before and after, you can literally like it would be night and day. The type of before and after screenshots that Bioware is showing showing right now. It really isn't that night and day like you can tell a difference but that's just because the background is different and the lighting is different and it's a upgrade but it's not like an upgrade how I thought it was going to be obviously I didn't think it was gonna be like some GTA type realistic type of graphics that they was gonna pull out but at least make it close to Mass Effect and Andromeda type you know it's just like We wanted you to make a remake, but just I don't want to say this is a cash grab because I don't want to like down anything Mass Effect because I mean, of course, the podcast name that'd be weird and not really on brand. But just giving my honest opinions, like it feels like this is more of a cash grab than anything else. Like the pandemic happened, people pulling out all the stops on like, like literally big companies take notes on what people want. And hold that until they literally can't have a quarter where they underperform in stock and market uh, value. So it's just like, I know what they're doing with the with the trilogy in the midst of a pandemic. People are obviously going to block buy that. But at the same time, I would really want a next-gen remake rather than a remaster. And I don't know if that's just like uh, selfish or not selfish, but just like, what's the word what's the word i'm thinking about i don't know if that's just like wanting more or just being ungrateful or whatever just wanting yeah just being ungrateful but i i don't think it's being ungrateful because like it's been so long that they couldn't have took even more time to make a next gen remaster and pull the square enix and made like a final fantasy 7 type remake where final fantasy 7 re- remake of the game if you look at the before and after it is night and day and that's kind of how that's kind of how I wanted the Mass Effect remastered to be. But unfortunately, it seems like it's not going to. That's not going to be the case. Which, not gonna lie, that's tough. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I probably wouldn't have had time to play the trilogy anyway. But you know, I had to get my two cents on what I actually feel about the whole rollout because I am paying attention to the rollout, so I know just just as much as the people who haven't even played it yet we're probably gonna put way more hours into it than i am so click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of the mass effect legendary edition and do you think that they should have made shit they should have waited to make a remake rather than a remaster let me know that and we're going to switch up switch it up and end with pop culture okay getting into pop culture we're going to talk about something that like you know i'm a huge marvel fan so this is very uh, like this is very interesting to me as i never knew that this was possible it was kind of i mean it was never rumored or anything like it's not like people really try to do this to themselves because they probably cared about the forehead but like just in, in the uh, the, 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 I don't even know. Like, what am I saying? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But the landscape of things. Who would have thought that we could have a modern day vision, literally walking among amongst us as like regular humans? Like, that that's just something that I never really thought that we would see in my whole lifetime. Like I thought that was something that was only held for the comics and it was just make believe. But there's been like a, like we officially have like a real life superhero walking amongst us in, in like reality so it's kind of like you never thought this day would come but now that it's here you, ha- you have to like face it with like you just have to embrace it so rapper little uzi very put a 10 karat diamond face piercing and is allegedly allegedly it was worth 24 million Lil Uzi Bird believes that uh, beauty is pain. Quote, beauty is pain. So that's a quote from him. I'm not making that up at all. So he put a diamond in his forehead. Oh, he's the latest member of the uh, Avengers. You know, the one that picked up Thor's hammer in Age of Ultron. So he was just letting us know that that was him in the role. And that he just really like just kept this a secret for so long and really just couldn't keep it anymore. So the 26 year old Grammy uh, nominated rapper shared a video on Instagram on him showing off his massive like sparkling um, gem like his uh, pink diamond that was pierced pierced into his forehead. And he also gave his followers a look at the shocking new stone in in other videos. So, little uzi bird shared a lot of videos with the huge diamond implanted into his and literally into his brain and just showed how his forehead just could carry so much like wealth by itself you know it's just really inspirational seeing how a superhero can like literally live amongst us w- without having to like like deal with the, the superhero like responsibilities like I've never seen like him really save a cat from a tree or you know just like go out and just like save like people from like like burning buildings or anything so I don't know maybe he's not doing that part of the superhero job but he's definitely letting us know that he he's uh, been in in those type of positions before with with the with the big diamond in his forehead and, um, I actually think he has, like, a, a TV show going on right now called, called like, WandaVision. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, like, WandaVision. So, you know, so I, so I guess he may be, like, a, his own spinoff called, like, Uzi Vision or something like that. But anyways, the, the Bad and Bougie uh, featured rapper shared more details about the diamond and his forehead.
1: <laughs>
0: saying that, uh, that he, saying that he was still rich. And purchasing purchasing that diamond that he put in his forehead took five years. So he, he was like bragging about how long it took him to put a diamond in his forehead. And he also tweeted that the stone is ten, almost eleven carat carats. I've been paying. Okay, this is a quote from Uzi Vert himself. Vision Uzi Vision himself. Um, I've quote, I've been paying for a natural pink diamond from Elliot for years now. This one stone costs so much. I've been paying for, for it since 2017 period. That was the first time I saw a real natural pink diamond period. A lot of M's in my face. So it seems like he's really happy that it took five years and that it's 10, almost 11 carats and that is implanted right in his forehead where again usually is um placed but um for uzi uzi vision it's really just like i don't know it's kind of inspirational cuz it kind of just lets us know that anybody could be a superhero if they really just put their minds to it like it's just like something that that not too many people really aspire to be because they think it's just all fictional and fake but at the same time like sometimes you have to just look at it and just be like Man, like I really could be a superhero one day if I just had money like Uzi, like Uzi Vision. So yeah, that's all I really had to talk about with Uzi sharing his his diamond whatever in his forehead. And I think he said something like if it was taken out the wrong way, he could die. I don't know if he was joking, but that was something that uh was very concerning to me because um like I feel like your body rejects things that's not supposed to be in it. Like like disregarding piercings Because that's different But just something that's very large In your body Besides skin Um Most times I feel like it pushes it out Which is why when you like get earrings You can't take them out for a little bit Because your ears are healed back up So I wonder if like his forehead like is, is, Will it be like forever scarred To have that opening for the diamond Like I'm just like I guess those are like problems that uzi vision is gonna have to deal with now because like it's just implanted in his forehead and i don't know if it's for forever and i don't know if it was a publicity stunt but i guess we'll see uh later down the line so yeah click my link to my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of uzi vision and do you think that he could be the strongest member of the avengers or do you think that he will release music in 2021 Let me know that and we're going to go over the overview of the pod. So, for the quarter of the pod, we got into Pooh Shiesty Season, season, which he called a mixtape. I called his debut album and everybody else probably doesn't even care because it's just music about killing and all that other stuff. But the beat selection was nice. Then we got into some music. Cardi B's new single, Up. Now, Up wasn't something that really was provocative or was thought provoking it was more of a radio friendly type single and i thought it worked and i thought it was fire to be honest getting into gaming we talked about mass effect the legendary edition and mostly we talked about this because of my podcast name i feel like anything mass effect that comes across my timeline i have to cover because if i don't do that i'm not doing my due diligence you know what i mean so and then we ended with pop culture Speaking on little Uzi Vision himself and just how he turned himself, not even turned himself, how he just revealed himself to the world as being one of the members of the Mighty Avengers. And that was just very inspirational to see that superheroes are real and they're just not a fictional like thing in our imagination. So that's about it for the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the notorious Mass Effect Podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. It's your boy Dreams from The Notorious Mass Effect